0: So my platform for the giant builders is that we work with four pillars to build giants, spiritual, health, family, and business. And our next speaker actually really follows the same plan and puts it all in perspective as after the pandemic. This is interesting. Building spirituality. Family, health, and business. This is The Giant Builders with Lois Wyant. Hello, Giant Builders. Are you having a great day? I certainly hope so. Today, our guest is Oresta Diversa, and we're just just going to chat. So how are you today?
1: Very good. Thank you. And uh, thank you for having me as a guest on your show today, Lois.
0: I appreciate. It. I really appreciate your time. So, please tell our listeners what you do.
1: Well, I'm the author of the book uh, "Life Beyond the Pandemic." I'm also a business coach, consultant, trainer, and interfaith minister.
0: Obviously, the pandemic um, brought you some inspiration. <laughs> <laughs> so, can you tell us about your book?
1: Yeah, I, I was I was extremely concerned once the pandemic started with people losing their uh, losing their jobs losing their small businesses, basically losing their livelihoods. So what I created was a book called Life Beyond the Pandemic, where I offer people a step-by-step blueprint uh, to help people get back on online with their lives. And basically being an interfaith minister, which is basically an all-faiths minister, I take people from the spiritual to the practical and I uh, give people a step-by-step blueprint because uh, it's my belief we're all here for a reason and a purpose.
0: Give me an idea of a beginning
1: step. Well, a beginning step is really analyze where are you? I mean what's what's going on in your life financially? What are your financials? Um how long can you be out of work? Um wh- what are your goals, you know, big term goals? But uh, realistically you have to find out where you are and where you want to go. And the the book with the exercises that it has helps you um figure out what you have to offer and what your purpose here is or, on this earth and this time in this place because most people really want to do what they love to do and usually what they love to do is tied into why uh, their life purpose
0: how does one really determine their life purpose do you think
1: well it, it it's innate in all of us the challenge is bringing that out usually it, it has to do with something about doing you feel good about doing what you're doing uh, most people it's innate other people just need a little bit of a roadmap. To figure out what they have, skills and education, and uh, personal gifts and talents and attributes, and they need to mold that to get to where they need to go. Um, the challenge is many times, you know, we're we're forced because of life to take jobs and take careers we don't like, or to feed our families, to feed ourselves. But eventually, we get to the point where we say, you know, what 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 am I here for? What am I doing? And I think you're also finding now uh, with the movement of uh, quiet quitting, I'm sure you're familiar with that, what's going on with that. Mm -hmm. I think people are saying themselves at a younger age, as opposed to many of us who are baby boomers and older, uh, aren't waiting as long to say, what's life all about? And what am I doing here? And why am I working a job that I don't like?
0: Those are tough questions.
1: (laughs) Yes, they are. Yes, they are.
0: So there's no magic age to come up with this question.
1: No, but, but I think what's happening now, the younger generations are saying to themselves at an earlier age, uh, what's my life all about? What am I doing here? How can I make a difference in the world? And I think that's happening at a younger age. And that's why we're seeing a lot of, I'm not going to call it a revolution in the in the workforce. I'm going to call it an evolution as there were many years ago when you know we went to a five day work week and we went to a 40 hour week. It was an evolution to get to that point. And I think we're seeing an evolution in the employee marketplace that people want to do a job that they minimum enjoy, minimum makes a contribution to the world, and minimum, it it talks to their life purpose directly and or indirectly.
0: So do you think this is going to affect also businesses as far as being able to find employees?
1: Yeah, I, I think it's it's a double-edged sword. It's it's two sides of the same coin. In that, businesses may ch- may have to change the way they're doing business to attract and retain employees. But you, you are seeing a movement towards that. One of the major, for instance, one of the major uh, car companies, you know, which we'll not name here, is big on helping dogs and pets. Okay, mm-hmm. you find another major big box store, uh, which we all know is is helping people build houses. So even though I may not be directly building that house and I'm an employee for their company, I feel like I'm making a difference as an employee there. So it doesn't matter if you work in the warehouse or, you, or you're making blueprints or delivering the um, the materials, you're part of that person's new life or making a difference in their life and hence making a difference in the world.
0: Which makes us feel happier about our participation with that company?
1: Without question. Without question. I I think people want to be, for the most part, part of the solution and not part of the problem. And by by working for a company that is helping people build new homes or helping people with animals, it's making a difference. And I think people want to be associated with those type of employers.
0: Well, I'll tell you what, we're going to give one of our listeners a copy of your book. And so listeners, if you make a comment below, we will have a drawing and give away one of the books free. Tell me, what do you think is still to come out of the pandemic?
1: Well, I I think that the main thing is uh, we're really starting to wake up to the fact that we're guests on this planet and that we're stewards of this planet and we need to take care of this planet. I think that's been a big wake-up call that the planet is not uh, just a big dumping ground and we need to take care of it that we're part of it. You know, part of my role as an interfaith minister is really to help people understand that we're really stewards of this planet and we need to help the planet to help us be sustainable because all our resources cannot last indefinitely. Furthermore, we want to leave a positive legacy for the next generations to come. I I think it's been a big uh, eye-opener on a lot of different levels, uh, spiritual, emotional, Uh, mental and physical. I'm sure you're seeing uh, the impact, unfortunately, in a negative way of being isolated. And conversely, in a positive way, showing us that we need each other to kind of help each other to get through life. So we're seeing a lot of positive things and unfortunately, a lot of negative things coming out of the pandemic. But hopefully people are waking up to the fact that we're pretty much one big community. And now the internet, again, it's just amazing. Now we're having conversations with people from all over the world, and we're engaging in people from all over the world and starting relationships, uh, hopefully positive ones, all over the world in a manner that we couldn't do uh, even 10 years ago. So there's, in everything in life, it's all there's also both sides. There's also the dual, both sides of the sword. So hopefully people are waking up to the fact that uh, Mother Earth needs us, and we need to help Mother Earth.
0: Can you tell me a little bit more about the book and the components of the book?
1: Yeah, the, the book was designed to give people practical tools after each chapter that they could use and implement to really get to their life purpose. And also, realistically, the reality of it is we need to make a living. So realistically, it doesn't matter, you know, we, we want to do all these wonderful things. But at the end of the day, we all have bills to pay, uh, families to raise, so I, I designed the book to bring people from the spiritual to the practical. Whether it's a a new job or whether they want to start their own business, and now with the advent of the internet, you can do both. You could work for someone and have your own business on the side. You know the the vernacular is to have a side hustle, and you could really do both and live your life purpose and and lead a better quality of life as opposed to you know the work your life being just a grind and just waking up, going to work, come home, rinse and repeat. You, you you can add to the quality of your life and make a difference in your life and also the life of other people.
0: Tell me about your coaching. Is there a specific niche that you coach to?
1: I coach in several niches. You know, I, the, the way I've designed my business is I do uh, professional development and personal development. In the area of professional development, I work with small business owners to help them uh, get started in their businesses, teach them the reality of running a business, and teach people how to market and sell their, their products and services. Many people are good at what they do, but unfortunately the reality is they don't know how to get customers and clients. So I teach them that, you know, and I teach them also, uh, you know, how, how to run the day-to-day uh, digital marketing. I'm sure you're aware of uh, traditional marketing, selling processes, uh, copywriting, and the whole shooting match. On the personal development area, where we get into life purpose, help people with spiritual guidance, Uh, Also, um, tying into another book I wrote, uh, I didn't get a chance to say goodbye. Now what can I do? I help people with their bereavement journey. Uh, Unfortunately, many people have had to say goodbye due to COVID especially, and they didn't get a chance really to get closure in their lives. So I help people navigate uh, a healing bereavement journey to help them get closure and not, not forget their loved ones, but manage those memories and manage that relationship in a positive manner so they can move forward in their lives.
0: Yeah, that was a really hard time. We lost my father to COVID. That was a really hard time not to see him and all of that. So that was hard. Yes. What would a first meeting with you look like as a
1: coach? Well, as a coach, it'd be a a verbal fact-finding meeting to find out where you are, what you need, where do you want to go and how you want to get there and give you practical steps. You know, the first meeting is is more of a, a meet and greet but we also try to set you know i do my best to set realistic expectations so people can get results in our time together you know it's uh, a role of a coach is to offer guidance in, in my role as a consultant then i actually do the thing you know i actually do um, a sales uh, marketing plan and as of my role as a trainer that's when i teach people the skills i know and i, I transfer it to them but really the, the first meeting is a meet and greet and and the strategize does it make sense for us to work together what are you looking for you know how long you know people, everybody wants to be a millionaire but uh, they want to they want to be a millionaire overnight well that's highly unlikely but it could happen but based on what you do but uh, there's certain there's certain realities that i help people uh, understand in, in running their own business and or um, i also do job coaching which which is basically helping people get jobs hence the book i also help people with resumes and cover letters and interview skills and things of that nature it, it's the skills are very similar one you are One, 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 you're one, you're looking for customers. The other one, you're looking for a job. Um, in a, in the business, you have a brochure. Looking for looking for a job, you have a resume. They're they're similar concepts. So I help people pretty much help them with their lives to get get on track, uh, both professionally and in their personal lives as well.
0: And we seem so confused and undirected after
1: COVID. Well, well, the challenges are so many choices. And COVID has scrambled everyone's brains, and uh, the internet, and uh, streaming services. And what's happened is we have, most people have a lot of choices. So without direction, where people like ourselves, and we can kind of help people get direction and help people find figure out what they want. Many people don't know what they want, and that. And if you don't know what you want, then you know, um, then you're gonna have you're gonna have a you're gonna have a challenge because you'll go whatever way, anyway, the wind spins you, you know. So that's the challenge with that. So I help people find their true life purpose and their true because once you have that purpose, you know what you're here for, and then you'll you'll find the proper people, the proper tools, the proper job, and/or the proper business to do, and you're on your way. You know, but uh, I find now with COVID and all that's going on in the world that there's just there's just a lot of stuff. There's a lot of noise, and the challenge is cutting through the noise to get information that's that you need want and desire to help you with your life
0: so if somebody wanted to start a new business these days what are the maybe like the two top things that they should think about
1: well the the first thing that i really implore everyone to do and it's not sexy and it's not fun is to write a business plan (laughs) and and it it can be a basic business plan it doesn't have to be you know dissertation on the meaning of life but you really need to as the saying goes, plan your work and work your plan. Many people don't understand the realities of running their own business. Uh, based on what type of business it is, there's permits involved, licenses involved. There may be professional insurances involved. You need to understand all that. You also need to understand the reality of getting customers and clients. You know, it, it is your business going to be a storefront? Okay. Well, where's did you do market research? All right, I, I like to open up a pizza. Ria. I, don't, I don't know what they call them in the Midwest, but in the East Coast, we call them pizzerias, a pizza shop, okay? Well, in your town, you've got a dozen of them, all right? So what makes you think your pizza shop is going to be better than anyone else's? So there's market research to be done. So that's the main thing. And also financially, you need to be prepared realistically to have two, realistically, three years of backup finances. Because running your own business is fraught with Trials and tribulations. You can do everything right and nothing works. You can do everything wrong and everything works. You can do a combination of both and you can have the best day of your life and you can do everything both again and everything goes wrong. Okay. So you're really challenged with planning because the more you plan, the less likelihood things go wrong after the fact and they're easy to fix. The, the less you plan, the more likelihood of things going wrong after you start up and the more difficult to fix. So I really encourage people to uh, write a business plan. Again, there's so many different tools out there. Many tools are free from, from the Small Business Administration. We all pay taxes to that. Those are all federal dollars. So you're not stealing anything. You're getting something for free. We're all paying into that. Um, there's plenty of materials at your local library, plenty of materials online on the internet, free of charge. And you can get a basic one or two page business plan and really understand what you're getting yourself into. And also starting a business, it's good to have a support team, you know, either work with the SBA. They have a, pro- a program called score, which is again, another free service that we're all paying for with uh, mentors that'll help you, but uh, don't go it alone. Do your best. Try not to go it alone.
0: It sounds to me like you really follow the giant builder type of pillar base. So we have four pillars, um, spiritual, health, family, and business. And you seem to, like, really flow into that category. So tell me a little bit about your spiritual direction.
1: Well, I, I, as I mentioned previous, I'm an interfaith minister. An interfaith minister basically is an all-faith minister. I, I was raised Catholic, and I became ordained as an interfaith minister 20 years ago. Because um, the truth of the matter is uh, I'm looking to help everyone. I'm, I, I don't limit myself. And as, as one of the prophets I follow said, wherever I stand is my church. So wherever people need help, whoever they are, I help them. Um, One thing was disconcerting, again, part, part connected or interrelated to the pandemic as people have been passing away. And unfortunately loved ones have not had a chance to say goodbye. So with that, I wrote a book. I didn't get a chance to say goodbye, not what can I do? So I gave people practical tools that are in addition to, not instead of their grieving mechanisms, be it if they're seeing, if they're involved in a support group or working with a, a healthcare professional, I gave them tools that they could use to help get closure in the relationship with the loved one. Now, when I say closure, it's not about forgetting the loved one. It's about keeping favorable memories of that and not being in a situation where that where that relationship, unfortunately, has been devastated because you you didn't get a chance to say goodbye. Uh, whether the relationship was good, bad, or indifferent, at the end of the day, sometimes things are not have not been said in a relationship, and people need some type of closure. So in, in my book, I've taught people, I've given people tools, again, in addition to, not instead of, to help them with the grieving process. Furthermore, the second part of the book, what I've done also, is I've given people uh, another book called Write Your Own Funeral Service. So people do not have to feel that they're not a part of the ceremonies and rituals of saying goodbye to the individual and having a proper funeral service. Because what's happened, unfortunately, um, many times people have had to just die by themselves in hospital beds Uh, due to COVID precautions. They've had to be buried or cremated and proper services, ceremonies, and rituals were not conducted. And again, that helps add to the healing process of saying goodbye. So I felt it was very important because unfortunately many things in our society and in many societies were not taught on how to grieve properly or if you're not part of a uh, an organized religion or if your family wasn't religious and or spiritual, you don't have spiritual practices to handle these things. And many people don't feel whole that they didn't get a chance to say goodbye to the loved one in a manner that's appropriate to them, their culture, their spiritual beliefs, and their personal beliefs.
0: What can you tell us about health?
1: Health, you know, also being tied to um, the 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 book, you know, the other book, Life Beyond the Pandemic. We're, we're made up of four components. The spiritual, which is the, the life energy, the emotional, which is our emotional heart, or the mental, which is our minds, and the physical, which is our physical bodies. If any one of parts of these components is out of whack we call that dis-ease and we all we've heard that many times before in the body it's easy to recognize well oh, that person has got cancer they have leukemia okay now what we're seeing and this is long overdue and it shouldn't be a surprise to anyone we're seeing issues with the mind all right now the reality of it is this these past 25 to 50 years we're using our minds more and more to make a living and our bodies less to make a living yet we're not really taught how to handle our mind and how to work it properly, how to relax it, how to calm it down. So, what ends up happening is we're seeing diseases of the mind and that transfer into anxiety, stress. So, you have people with eating disorders now, you know, but the, the causes of the mind. Then we have emotional issues that unfortunately, come out sideways in our society. We don't address those. When when people don't know how to love themselves in a healthy way, don't know how to love others in a healthy way, don't understand the importance of providing service to others and also providing service to themselves so that we lead a healthy life. And then finally, we have spiritual well-being. Again, and this is connecting to whatever your higher power is. If you don't have a higher power connecting to nature, connecting to something outside of you, knowing that there's more to you than just the physical body the challenge that i've seen and i encourage people to do is what i call physical mental emotional and spiritual hygiene physical hygiene is pretty easy to figure out right you know you don't bathe it's kind of pretty easy you know mental hygiene is the mind works like a computer you put garbage in you get garbage out so you you don't want to be in front of a, a television or whatever Looking at violence all the time. Guess what's going to come out of your mouth, okay? And um, you know, so you, you want to put good things into your mind, positive things, affirmations. Read good books, read good things, all right. So, so that that's emote, that's mental hygiene. Now, for emotional hygiene, okay, you want to do things like be of service to others. Go to the local dog pound, spend some time with some animals. Those poor animals are going to be there are by themselves until they unfortunately get adopted or unfortunately a put down, all right? So, so you wanna be of service to others. You can go to a soup kitchen. You can make a difference, okay? And that helps your emotional heart feel good and and, and feel full, right? And then, and then spiritual hygiene, again, you wanna get out of yourself. Go spend time in a park, meditate in the park, spend time with, with whatever your religious beliefs are and or spiritual beliefs. One One, a person can be religious, yet not spiritual a person could be spiritual not religious a person could be spiritual or a person could be neither spiritual nor religious okay but we all know deep in our hearts and our minds that there's got to be somebody or something watching over everything to make it happen our bodies are miracles unto themselves okay when when, when a woman has a baby that's the miracle of life you know so there's there's more to us than what, what 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 we appear to be Life is not one-dimensional; it's multi-dimensional. So, when we talk about health, we want to look at the holistic approach. You know, again, and and especially the hygienes I mentioned: physical hygiene, mental hygiene, emotional hygiene, and spiritual hygiene.
0: And all of this, of course, affects the family in so many different ways.
1: It, it, it's the family is you know you know as the saying goes, a family is similar to a team. There's no I in team. You know, it, it's 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 a I I don't want to use the word machinery, but it's a a unit. It's a family unit. And if any part of that unit or that part of that machinery is out of whack or has dis-ease in it, it's going to affect the entire family unit. Any closing thoughts? Well, in closing thoughts, I I think we're at that point that everyone needs to help themselves make the world a better place. You know, uh, people complain about this and complain about that. We're blessed to be in one of the most wonderful countries in the world where we have all our freedoms at the expense of those in the armed forces, at the expense of our first responders. You could do, be, go as far as your as your talents can take you in this country. No one's going to hold you back. Obviously not doing anything criminal, of course, but we're, we're blessed to be in a country where you could be anything you want. But we also need to work on ourselves. And I think it's time for many of us, you know, even even at th- I'm 63 years old, I'm still working on myself. i still getting rid of emotional clutter, family clutter, you know, all kinds of BS in my mind. And I think it's time that we all need to kind of help work on each other and work on ourselves to make the world a better place.
0: That is so true. Well, thank you so much. That was so much Information. I'm going to have to watch this a couple of times. <laughs> so, well, thank
1: you once again for having me on. I appreciate your time all right. today.
0: All right. Well, thank you, Giant Builders. Remember, we're on, we post Tuesdays and Thursdays now, so don't miss an episode. Thank you for listening. This has been The Giant Builders with Lois Wyant.